Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Oh, let's talk to someone who does know what he's talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, host of that betting show as well. You can hear him across the BetQL network. Alex, what makes Patrick Mahomes so average? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he just struggles in big moments, guys. He struggles in those big moments. If he can finally get over the hump and and finally win something of value, then we can finally recognize what he is as a quarterback. But no, you know, that's the kind of crazy stuff we see all the time uh, now here in in Kansas City. You know, it's it's part of the, you know, when you're when you're at the top, whether it was LeBron James, Mm -hmm. any of the greats, right? Like you're going to be uh, seeing haters all the time, but it's great to be on with you guys. Right. And you could have said that about the Eagles, who are nowhere to be found right now, you know? So why aren't we talking about them? But I have a lot of questions about the Chiefs, and I'm pretty sure everybody does, because it has been a confounding team to watch this season, most namely because of their receivers. So here is my biggest question. If we couldn't trust the Chiefs during the regular season in some of these big moments, and it's not Patrick Mahomes' fault, why should we trust them this weekend against the Bills? That's a great question. It's a fair question, and that has been the question really of the entire season. By the time the Chiefs get to the postseason, are they a team that can, in this case, go on the road as well for the first time and win a game? I think what has changed Mm -hmm. here a little bit and has given some Chiefs fans a little bit more confidence is not only more and more proof that this defense is the real deal. I think you you make an argument for the Ravens, but if not, it's the Chiefs is the best defense remaining in the postseason, one of the best defenses in football. So that's a big reason for it. And then the other end is here the last couple of weeks, and it's really just two games, so it's a small sample size. It's Cincinnati, and it's the Dolphins. Not great defenses by any means, but the Chiefs have started to look a little bit better, realizing who they are in 2023, now 2024, which is, hey, you're not the offense from 22, from 21. You're not the top five, top three offense. That's not who you are. You're not going to just sling it around for 450 yards you know, on, on a regular basis, although they did go over 400 yards this past weekend. You're going to have to be maybe a little bit more of a power running team. Lean into that a little bit. Make sure you just key in on Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and stop trying to make Canarius Tony something that he's just not. <laughs> stop trying to make Marquez Valdez-Scantling something that he's not. And I think that is what has helped this team. And that's why we've seen a little bit better performance for them. And it doesn't mean this offense is fixed. I mean, they still have some red zone problems and they're going to have to be better in the red zone. But that's why there's a little bit more confidence and belief here in Kansas City that they look better offensively uh, for the most part. How much of the the 
issues with the receivers maybe issues is too strong but obviously there's been a a bit of a downtick but how much of that can be overcome when you have a combination like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid because scheme wise I feel like if there's a head coach that can scheme guys open and make up for any deficiencies it's certainly a guy who has the history that Andy Reid has well, they've tested the limits of it this year, right? I mean, you know, yeah. that, that's where the front office has faced a lot of criticism all year long because in the offseason, there were a lot of people banging on the door to go and get DeAndre Hopkins, you know, to go and find some other pieces. And we know they did not do that. They had a lot of faith and belief, and they were wrong about their their evaluation of, I mentioned Tony, but Sky Moore as well, the, the second-year receiver, a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to step into that slot-wide receiver role. He's going to take everything McCall Hardman did and more. And we know that just does not happen. He now has also uh, been hurt. He's been designated to return from IR. So, no, I, I think the, the limits have been pushed. That's why Patrick Mahomes statistically has had the worst year of his career, although I think there is actually an argument to be made based off of what he has dealt with, with the receivers, uh, with the, the offensive tackle play at times, that this has actually been one of his more impressive seasons if you step back a little bit and don't just – box score watch the fact that they still won the division the fact that they still were a number three seed and we all know that this game probably is not in buffalo and the bills may not be in the playoffs if it's not for canarius tony just being offside you know and this team is maybe the number two seed so it's, it's amazing how many of these little mistakes though have held the team back and, and mahomes is not immune to criticism by any means I, I think after a while a lot of frustration set in on his part and he was trying to do too much which then has led to those mistakes, has led to those interceptions, and that is something that that he has got to avoid on Sunday night. Okay, from a props perspective, I am trying to decide which player that I want to play for the Chiefs. I'm looking at either Rasheed Rice, who has had back-to-back games over the century mark, or do I go with Isaiah Pacheco? Like, obviously, they both could hit, but I'm thinking that this game is maybe a little bit more back and forth than what we saw against the Dolphins. So maybe the run game isn't as heavily involved, but you just said it. The Chiefs are more of a running offense than they used to be. Can you point me in the right direction here? Yeah, I, so here's a prop with Pacheco, and I don't, I don't know if this is what you were looking at uh, necessarily the yardage for me for Pacheco. I actually like the rushing attempt over it. Let me explain why. So you can find it at over 14 and a half. I think it's minus 120 or so right now. So can you get 15 or more carries? He's done that 14 times. Uh, got over 14, 10 times, I should say. And he just came off a 24-carry performance against the Dolphins. Now, I don't know if Andy Reid is willing to go back-to-back games where he gets over 20 carries, although I think he should. That, to me, is part of the winning formula this weekend. But Isaiah Pacheco rushing attempt over is one that I really like. No Jarek McKinnon in the mix. He's still on IR. So really, in terms of anybody stealing carries, it's you know it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I, you know we're talking two or three carries, I think, at, at most. Um, so I really like Pacheco over. Um, and when you're mentioning Rasheed Rice, I mean, how can you not like the 68 and a half over, though? I mean, so yes, to answer, you know, I'm answering your question, but really both um, based off of what he has done now for this offense, two straight 100 plus yard performances. Mm-hmm. And as I said, they have recognized who they are on offense. Stop trying to make other guys be who they're not. Lean on your best playmakers. And Rasheed Rice is their best playmaker outside of Travis Kelsey in the passing game. And so I think he can get over 70 yards again. I believe they'll give him 10-plus targets in this game. We're talking with Alex Gold. He is host of Colding and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Also host of that betting show as well on Sports Radio 610. Follow him on Twitter at Alex Gold. In his career as an underdog, 
I believe Patrick Mahomes is nine two and one against the number, which is remarkable. What makes him, in your mind, so good when he's going into a rare situation in which he and the Chiefs are not the favorites? So I, I love this storyline, and I get why it's his storyline, because it is. It's this next challenge, I guess, in Mahomes' mm-hmm. career. There's not many of them left, which is, you know, go on the road for the first time. But I'm sure you guys have dug into the numbers, not just against the spread, but statistically in the regular season on the road, he's actually better. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know why it's a storyline, but it's not as if he's turning into a pumpkin all of a sudden just because he goes on the road in, in Buffalo this weekend. But I, I get it. You know, his touchdown numbers are better. His yardage is better. His completion percentage is better. And, and why does it happen? I think, you know, look, some of the great ones in, in sports history thrive in these underdog roles. You know, Patrick Mahomes was asked about being a villain, and he kind of enjoys that. And, and I think we just see that with competitive guys and they just step up. They embrace that. And I expect him to do the same thing. If the Chiefs lose on Sunday night against Buffalo, I, I don't believe it's going to be because of a poor performance from Mahomes. I, I think it would likely be because, once again, they had some turnovers. Some guys had some drops. You know, that to me is probably how they lose this game, not that Patch Mahomes just made all sorts of mistakes. And, in fact, when he when he doesn't throw an interception this season, he is undefeated. So it sounds oh, very wow. simple, but that – but that has been the story for him this season. When he isn't pressing at all, uh, they're, they're winning these football games. And so I just think the great ones in sports step up. And Josh Allen, look, I mean, he's, he to me has more pressure in this game than Patrick Mahomes. I know the bar here in Kansas City is always Super Bowl robust when you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey and Reed in this core still together. So I don't want to make it seem like that they're not expected to do what they're doing right now. But Josh Allen would drop to 0-3 in the playoffs to Patrick Mahomes if he loses. And this is the Bills' shot, right? Like They've been waiting for Kansas City mm-hmm. to come to Kansas City. They, you know, There's been a lot of thought that, hey, what happens when they come to our building? And we just had someone on from Buffalo, and they agreed. I mean, that's, that is the thought in, in, in Buffalo. So I think all of that puts more pressure actually on Josh Allen than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we got to talk about Travis Kelsey. Is he broken? Is he fixable? Is he ever going to turn into the target that we used to see in the postseason? So I think there's a balance here. My co-host and I go back and forth because he's a believer that Kelsey just will never age. And I'm like, come on, we've been ta- we've been having this oh. conversation. Uh, for two or th- <laughs> we've been yeah, we've been having this conversation for two or three years, and I I have said, look, man, they they, they all fall off or they retire before they do. So that that part I agree with you, but I also think there's balance. What I mean by that is I also have seen a lot of people suggesting that like, oh, he's going out like this and like. The guy was 16 yards away from 1,000 yards, guys. You know, he, he was still, other than Sam Laporta, I would argue, was the, you know, the second best, if not third best, tight end in football this year. So is he the same tight end? No, I, I agree with you. I do not think he is the same player he was a year or two ago. I think father time has caught up. But if this is what father time catching up looks like, the guy was still nearly a 1,000-yard receiver. I thought this last week he looked fresher. He did have three drops, which is something that he cannot yeah. have against Buffalo. But if you look at the game and just him moving in the game, where sometimes he looks like he's just, you know, barely moving out there, I thought that was better this last week after having a week off. And he had his highest target share since week seven, which, you know, it was only, I think it was like 31% or so. But he had his highest target share of the season since week seven. And I thought that was notable. I think he is a little fresher um, because he has been beat up. Let's not forget, you know, the beginning of the season. I don't know if I was on with you guys before that Lions game. But he had that bone bruise. He had that hyperextended knee. And, and I think that kind of set him back a little bit. So I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's balance. I agree with you, Chelsea, that he's not the same guy. But also, like, if this is what it looks like when you're washed, then uh, I think every player in football will take a 1,000-yard season still at this point. Cody, we got a 
about two and a half minutes left before we go to break here. But what's going to happen this weekend? You know this team. What do you see going down in Buffalo? So my biggest concern, uh, and and if you tell me the Chiefs lose, I I would wonder if it means that the tackles for Kansas City really struggle. Talking about the left tackle, Donovan Smith, right tackle, Jawan Taylor. You know, they they didn't have a, a defense go up against them last week in Miami that I felt could really test that. You know, all the injuries, like who was going to really get after the passer if you are after, yeah, after the passer, if you were the Dolphins. Well, I think the Bills have the personnel to do that. And so I'm a little concerned about Juwan Taylor at right tackle. We know he's the king of penalties, false starts, holding calls, you name it. And then Donovan Smith, the left tackle, looks like he'll get the start over the rookie Wanye Morris. And, you know, he, he has been beat, you know, at times this year. So I, that's the area I'll be, I'll be watching. Um, but I think Kansas City's defense is going to hold Josh Allen in check. They did a good job with him on the ground last go-around. In that last game, there was no Drew Tranquil, the linebacker. Nick Bolton was just coming back off the IR. I think they're going to control the running game of Cook and Josh Allen a little bit better. And so I believe the Chiefs are going to cover the number. I think it's a coin flip type of game, but I'll take the team getting points in this spot. So give me the Chiefs, the plus three. And I think this is like a 27-23 type of football game in which the Chiefs do win and likely head to Baltimore for their sixth straight AFC title game. Oh, it's going to be the marquee game. Can't wait for it. He is Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold on Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, host of that betting show as well. Catch him across the BetQL network. Alex, always a pleasure. We appreciate the insight. Hey, thanks, guys. You bet. Oh, man, just hearing him talk, that gets me excited. This is the game, right? Isn't this the one that everyone's looking forward to based on the history between these two teams? I feel like it Yeah, is. it feels like the AFC Championship. It yeah, like it, it really does. It sure does. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.